0: Daniel McCarty in the chair for Smithy once more. Let's head to somewhere in Marseille ahead of the opening weekend of the Six Nations. We are delighted to welcome into the programme outstanding Irish rugby commentator, one of the very best to do it. It's Mr Michael Corcoran. Uh, we have got to start off with an apology. We had major technical issues. Hopefully we haven't, uh, you know, ruined your duck confit or something at, at dinner. Uh, Michael, <laughs> thanks, so, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, no worries, mate. It's uh, something quite as elaborate as that. Uh, I think you've got a, the wrong image uh, of me. I have to say to it's fair, it's, uh, it's going to be a bog-standard uh, pizza, I'm afraid, tonight. So uh, <laughs> it's universal food. Uh, I don't go in for any of the... Uh, the highfalutin prop, that's, a, that's not my scene. Anyone who knows me no, knows I'm not uh, not into that, you know, but uh, th- thanks for the introduction, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Uh, we,
0: we really do appreciate it. I can't wait for this. Um, you know, Six Nations always really uh, captures my imagination, but the last couple of years, I, I think the, the, the rugby that has been played across the board has been so, so good. I, I know we tend to get, you know, cycles that come to an end after World Cups at times. Uh, as far as Ireland and France... Yeah, it's kind of an end of a cycle, but it's kind of things are just flowing on, right? There, there, there's so many returnees alongside some questions.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It, it's two teams who are full of regret uh, in terms of the Rugby World Cup because, you know, I mean, who would have believed that within the space of 24 hours, both of them departed the competition, um, you know, towards the tail end of last year. And they've had to live with that regret for a long period of time. And they've had to deal with it. Now, uh, um, I, I do have a degree of sympathy, I have to say, for uh, for France because they're living in the country where everybody expected them to win the Rugby World Cup and they're probably getting it in the ear everywhere they go. Uh, you know, it's on chat shows and it's in newspapers and has taken up a lot of column inches and a lot of, a lot of uh, hot air as well too in terms of what might have been and everything like that. So I think there's a fair degree of pressure on France ahead of the game tomorrow night in Marseille. Uh, Ireland, I'm not saying Ireland don't have regrets. They certainly do. Um, and maybe it's taken them a little bit of time to, to get over it. But it's it's interesting that the two teams who departed the Rugby World Cup go go head to head against each other. Um, a lot of people are billing this as a, as a Grand Slam decider. Uh, I'm not sure if it is, but um, it certainly will go a long way towards deciding, you know, who's going to win this year's competition. It's a seismic seismic game uh, between two teams who are have been pretty consistent, to be fair, on the European stage over the last number of years. Ireland uh, obviously won in the Grand Slam last year, um, and they're hoping to complete back-to-back Grand Slams. But it's obviously a, a first time that Ireland will be without Johnny Sexton, so it'll be interesting to see how they cope in his absence.
0: Yeah, how rare is a back-to-back Grand Slam?
1: It's quite rare, to be fair. I mean, Wales did it a couple of years back. Um, you know, the the one post any Rugby World Cup is always a difficult one um you know I mean if you look at I, I look at the French team um a lot of the French teams in the in their domestic competition the top 14 and in the European Cup um were a bit inconsistent kind of straight after the Rugby World Cup it's almost as if there was a bit of a hangover there but since the turn of the year you know throughout throughout January um the French teams have have come back to into their own uh, so the French teams have been have been doing well uh, in Europe. So you you look at La Rochelle, back-to-back uh, Champions Cup winners. Uh, you look at like a team like Toulouse, so rejuvenated. You look at t- like a team like Bordeaux, and they're the backbone effectively of the French team. I think they've got you know more than three quarters of the the starting French team tomorrow here in Marseille. And I mean that that's the size of the task against the Leinster team that is still backboned by our by, an, an Irish team that's still backboned by Leinster players um and captain by by monsters peter romani so it's um it's it, i'm not i'm not trying to talk down ireland's chances you know i'm being realistic about this year i think that france are the are the overwhelming for going into this game they don't they don't cough up too many matches uh here in france uh, the game is in marseille because the uh, the stadium up in paris has been um has been reconfigurated for the olympic games later in the year um and they certainly don't cough up a lot of games here in um, in in, in marseille and haven't done over the years
0: I don't think we need to spend much time on what Johnny Sexton has offered over the years. That has been so plain and simple to all of us who've followed the game. Jack Crowley, though, who has um, many years ahead of him, he has a little bit of experience, of course, including in that World yes. Cup. You know, how yeah. capable is, is he of filling
1: those shoes? Well, he will fill the shoes um, Eventually right now i'm not saying he's going to fill them in this six nations championship so jack crowley um has come through the Munster academy in the Munster system um before jack crowley had played senior game for munster ronan o'gara the former um monster and irish out half who's now coaching la rochelle here in france uh, while jack crowley was in the academy ronan o'gara wanted to bring jack crowley from the Munster academy into the first team environment in la rochelle so if somebody of the ilk and stature of ronan ogara sees that in a player like jack crowley well you know i will i will say jack crowley has something uh jack crowley does have something um and it'll be interesting to see um it'll be interesting to see how 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 he copes he'll be surrounded kind of by by leinster players effectively that's the reality about it um because they're the majority of the irish team um so look uh, I mean he's 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 not going to be Johnny Sexton Mark 2 tomorrow um, he will be Jack Crowley Mark 1 tomorrow and will improve as time goes mm. on um, uh, but but he's he's got he's got to be given he's got to be given a chance and I have invested will invest their time in him and right now he's he's the best uh, he's the best person available to to don that number 10 jersey and um, you know, I I don't know how it's going to go for him. Like he he's got a really good he's got a really good head on. He's a really level-headed individual, and um, I, I I I I think that long term he's going to be a really really good player. Like we're in we're but we're talking about the hearing now. It's not that he's he's not a good player now. He is a really good player now, but he's not going to be Johnny Sexton. And It will be unfair. I don't mean of you, but unfair the likes of us, as in me or the media or anything like that, to compare it to Johnny Sexton and go, oh, you know, if Sexton was there, he'd have done this. That's unfair. On Jack Crowley, to be fair about it, you know. So I mean, Jack Crowley will, uh, well, it'll it'll take him a while to 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 slip into the role, but he is certainly the answer from an Ireland point of view. At uh, in 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 Jersey number ten, that's the reality about it. I mean, if you look at, you know, I'm not comparing it with Dan Carter, but you look how important Dan Carter was to New Zealand over the years. Well, that's how important Johnny Sexton was to Ireland. And then when Dan Carter finished you know, OK, OK, Porton Barrett and his ilk came along, but it, it, it took a bit of adjusting. And it'll take our end a bit of adjusting. That's the reality. Leading
0: Irish rugby commentator Michael Corcoran is with us live from Marseille, head of the opening game in uh, in the Six Nations. France too playing without their obsession, well, the French media's obsession, uh, Anton Dupont, who continues to prepare for the Paris Olympic yeah. Games, of course, as he plays sevens. You know... How, how do they go when he's generally not there? They're a little bit more used to it, aren't they? They, they had some time during the World Cup. He's missed his over the years. But is he still just a, an enormous loss?
1: He's a huge player for them. I mean, he would be a huge player for any team in the world. That's the reality. I mean, people will say he's probably the best. He's the best nine in world rugby at the moment. Um, so he's going to be a big loss for France. Uh, I did see, uh, you know, Maxime Lussu, who is uh, starting uh, tomorrow night, uh, was doing some media stuff during the week. And he, he uh, was a bit unhappy that uh, some people in the French media were calling him the understudy to Antoine Um You know, so it's a fact Um <laughs> It, it it is. Well well that's well why why let, why let the truth get in the way of a, of a headline? That's my attitude, you know. <laughs> relax about it here. <laughs> uh, so look I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be a huge loss, he is. That's the reality. Gee like this she whiz like this fellow's DuPont has been the the world's best player for a hell of a long time and then you've some but it's a typical French thing, isn't it? You know, where you're going. Hey, you're telling me that I'm not as good as him. You know, well, in my head, I am. So that's yeah. that's the way the French operate, really. You know. So God love him if he wants to. if he wants to continue that way. That's fine. But like, it's got Mathieu Jalibert is is playing ten. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you know, uh, they're they're missing um, Intimac as well. So they're without their first choice halfbacks. But they've got so the two who play at nine and ten tomorrow play for Bordeaux in, the, in those positions as well. So. There's a, there's a fair degree of continuity. One of, the, one of the key things from a France point of view, um, and I know I've been coming to France for a hell of a long time for these games, is up, up to this, you would normally have a scenario where, you know, the French team, starting team, may come from eight or nine different clubs. So you might have one person from Clermont, somebody else from Toulon, someone from Stade Français, someone from Racing or whatever. But the bulk of the French team tomorrow night, um, comes from La Rochelle, who are back-to-back European champions, from Toulouse, who are probably the leading team in Europe this year, and from Bordeaux, uh, who are towards the top of the top four teams. Th- those three teams um, uh, su- supply the bulk of the players to the French team. So there's, there's, a, there's that degree of cohesiveness and continuity there that hasn't been there in the past, if you understand what I mean. I,
0: I, I do indeed. Uh, before I quickly get your thoughts on the other teams as we wrap this up, yeah. is it a surprise this is the opening game that that France and Ireland meet in week number one? That it's not
1: game number five, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? I, I I've never I, I don't know how um, I don't know how this is decided. That's the reality about it. Uh, certainly, nobody asked me, or if they did, I didn't return their call. Um, I I don't I, I don't know how I don't know how it's done, you know. I, I mean, it's kind of interesting that France's first game is Ireland and the last game is England, and they're both at home. Now, if I was suspicious, you know, as they say, join the dots there and work it out for yourself, like yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's uh, France. France's opening game is home to Ireland, and France's last game is home to England. Mm. Inspector Clouseau, mm. mm. so, as they say, work work that one out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> The great Irish detective, Michael It said, I know that I'm in good standing in New Zealand. I know I understand that. and I'm left in the country any <laughs> I want to go. But I, I want to get out of this country safely on, on uh, Saturday after the match is finished. <laughs> know your audience, Michael. Know your audience. Last season, I do.
0: last year, it was Ireland-France and then Scotland-England-Wales-Italy. Do you expect that to be similar? Scotland-England-Wales-Italy is... Um, out of them, who's who's got the best chance to maybe climb up the the ranking?
1: Ah uh, well, 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 Daniel, I know. Uh, I've got to say this now, remarkably tongue in cheek, but you're you're are you dissing the the number number three ranked team in the world here? You know, as as my English mates were texting me after the World Cup going, you know, bronze medal for England, third best team in the world. That's some remarkable achievements in the last twelve months. Um. Anyway. Um. It, it'll be interesting. It's a it's a big it's a big championship for um, it's a big championship for Scotland. It's a big championship for England. Like they'll, 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 they've spent more time together, obviously. Now um, it's a big championship for them. You know, given that um, Eddie Jones um, moved on, and the, the last I checked this morning, he was still the Japan coach. I wasn't sure if he had gone somewhere else in the meantime. Um, so you know, you know, last year, last year, Steve Barthwick had um, had just kind of taken over. Didn't have an awful lot of time with him, but he he does know um so i'm expecting a big six nations for england they opened their campaign away to italy italy always difficult at the very ba- at the very start of the six nations championship and um yeah i think i think uh, i think uh, i think whoever wins on friday is going to win the six nations um i'm kind of uh, this may not very prove very popular i've done this in my own radio station earlier but i i i'm i'm expecting france to win um I'm expecting France to win tomorrow night, Um, I think Ireland could come second, and after that I think maybe England third, Scotland fourth, Wales, I don't have a lot of, um, I know Gatti is a good mate of mine now, but thank god he can't hear me, Um, uh, I'm I'm not expecting a big Six Nations from, from Wales and Italy are just, well, Italy or Italy, you know.
0: Michael, wonderful to chat to you. Go enjoy that pizza, and I, I've just I've just seen it. the The opening episode of Six Nations Full Contact season two is leading Irish uh, leading Irish rugby commentator can't get can't get out of France, nor can get back into his own country with the calls he's made in the last ten fifteen minutes, my friend.
1: I know. I know. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully, it'll be uh, you know if I have to be deported, it'll be to somewhere in the southern island, or maybe maybe if somebody could. Um... Start up a GoFundMe page. I'd, I'd certainly live in Wajickey Island, no problem. I have no issue with that. I know it's kind of a bit of a slum there, but I'd, I'd happily live there. That's not a problem. You're a good man. Thank you, Michael. Take it easy, my friend. All the best. Yeah,
0: take it easy. Yeah, Cheers.